Oh boy, here we go. It is the Big 4-9 on a Tuesday. Stretch gonna blow a gasket day is what it is. I just had to go outside and have a very angry confrontation with a truck driver. What's weird is I live in a snooty-ass, snoot, snoot, snoot neighborhood in Los Angeles. And the problem about living in a snooty-ass, snoot neighborhood is you're surrounded by rich people. And rich people don't ever stop doing construction on their houses. Like, there are houses, my house is like 50-something years old. I live in like one of the last original houses in on my block. But people will build houses here to be three or four years old, then they'll sell them, and somebody will come in and just crush half the house or the whole thing and rebuild it the, to their liking, and it's non-stop BS construction. And I'm trying to do the show, and a truck driver who is delivering supplies to one of these there's five construction sites on my street alone and they're delivering to one of them and he left his truck running and it would go into a cycle where it was I'm assuming the air conditioner was left on too and it would just rev the engine through the roof and it was literally 12 feet from my studio door and I had to go out there and say turn that effing truck off or die turn the effing truck off or have the shit beat out of you immediately yeah, I was very proud of myself, though. I did not go out there with anything in hand. Like, typically, I'm going to grab something and go out the door and be like, time to start smashing this truck. But I didn't. I just went out there and was verbally uh, nasty. MFers. I hate MFers. It's like, have some common sense. You're in a residential neighborhood. Pull up. You're making a delivery. It was out there for 20 minutes at least. And it was just sitting there idling for the entire time, literally outside my window. Nowhere near its effing construction site. So, anyway, I am uh, calming down. I am coming down. I have a feeling that neighbor might be down here. They're going to be like, dude, your neighbor's dick. And when the neighbor comes, I'm going to be like, dude, if that happens again, I'm going to beat your ass instead of the truck drivers. Knock it off. Stop being dicky neighbors. And that's the thing, too. Everyone here is so self-centered and dickish. Like, I would not let people working on my house disturb my neighbors ever i would go at great lengths to not bother my neighbors granted doing the radio show from the studio if you're walking by my house you can hear the screaming cacklings of a madman every day but i'm about to put in a full-blown sound studio here very very soon into the big 49 west studios so that that will take care of that no one's gonna hear me anymore i'm just gonna sit in my little black hole and do radio and fall over dead that's what i'm gonna do but anyway, let's get back into this week. It is a good week because it is Moto Week. We are heading out to Fox Raceway at Pala on Saturday. Myself, Moto Man, the whole crew, Jason from HYR. I understand we're allowing Bookie Kyle to come. I could be a mistake. I'm going to have to bring my um, iron glove so if he misbehaves, I punch him in the nuts. That's on the docket. Kyle, that's on the docket. If you show up and get stupid, you're getting your nuts punched off. I'm just letting you know. I'm in no mood to mess around. I mean business. That's the, kind of, that's the way we do business at the 49. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, yeah. Punch, that's a punch in the nuts. That's the way we do business. It's a very good way to run a business, I've determined. All right. Coming up here in moments, we're going to get into some moto. How about a little RJ Hampshire from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team? RJ had a hell of a year, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him in outdoors and also in the... Uh, Supercross next year. Uh, you're going to have Jet gone, so you're going to have one Lawrence brother to deal with. You'll probably have Michael Mosman back in there, so that's another uh, very 
uh, formidable opponent on the Supercross track. You know, it's weird. I was thinking about these 250 motocross season this year, and I'm like, Max Volan should be coming into his own. But remember, Tom Violi is an outdoor dude. He came over from MXGP. He's an MX2 dude, but he's a beast, and he's going to be really, really good. So don't sleep on that guy. I was thinking, like, well, Hunter's probably going to win this thing hands down, but I forgot Viali's out there, and Viali is no slouch in the outdoors. So it's going to be fun to see. Coming up on the show, I'm going to babble about a bunch of stupid stuff because I do stupid. I professionally do stupid. I just told you some stupid stories. I have a TikToker that's dead. Those are always fun. I got a Florida man. I got um, multiple Florida stories today. All of them involve, like, basically death and dismemberment. And people that operatively do not listen to Stretch. Stretch is worldwide. This is the worldwide Big 49, the world's only rock and roll motocross radio station. And everyone should listen because Stretch saves lives. I'm just saying, if you have friends somewhere that don't listen, a lot of people in Southern California listen. That's where the bulk of our audience are, SoCal. L-A-O-C-I-E, San Diego County, San Bernardino County, is just all out in there. That's where the bulk of the listenership is done, but we are reachable in the entire world. In fact, uh, Motoman's BFF Vladimir Putin is now listening in Moscow. Shout out to Pooty. We got people in Moscow listening. We got people just streaming the Big 49. So shout out to everyone around the world. And if you listen to the Stretch Show, you, you heed my advice, I hope. This is a stretch show. You're like, man, that stretch is a smart dude. Other than saying to go outside and punch truck drivers in the face, that seems risky behavior. But other than that, he gives us some pretty sound advice. And I'm going to give you sound advice on my double down on what the Florida stories. Uh, speaking of Vladimir Pooty Poot, I got something happening between the Germans and the Russians that seems like, oh, this could be a little faux pas, a little slippy slip. I think it was accidental at best. I'm going to stick up for uh, Motoman's BFF. So we're going to get to that. I have an alarming story. If you've ever had any type of procedure in the doctor's office or hospital where they've had to put you under, you may have been violated and not even known it. Uh, This very enlightening article that I'm going to get into. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Are you serious? That's that's real? Yeah, we're going to get into that. So let's do this. I'm going to get into this R.J. Hampshire interview. And then when I come back, I'm going to get into my first of two fistful of Florida Day uh, stories. And it will be dismemberment this time. But I'm going to stick up for the wildlife in this one. Yeah, this one I'm going to stick up for the wildlife. Because, well, people in Florida are stupid. Uh, I'm just saying, if you're listening to Florida, my apologies. I know the moto industry is moving down there. They're bringing some brain cells, but... There's a lot of stupid going on in Florida. When your redneck last words are, hey, watch this. Yeah, you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm related to you. I'm my brother Buzz. Have you met him? He should be from Florida. Gonna get into all this. I'm insulting an entire state now. And I love Florida, by the way. I love it. It's the gift that keeps on giving to the stretch show. Gonna get into a what the Florida story right after we talk to RJ Hampshire right here on a big force nine. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. 
In an effort to get back into the good graces of the motorcycle riding public and beer drinkers everywhere, Budweiser has announced a collaboration. And this one is one that's like, hey, this is spot on. Maybe you should have done this in the first place. But hey, let bygones be bygones. There is now a limited edition Budweiser Harley Davidson beer can available in stores nationwide. I gotta love it when two iconic brands get together and shine a light on motorcycles. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show, and right now I am sitting down with some dudes from the 250 West Division up on the podium in Utah because it was a clean sweep for the West in this 250 East-West shootout. Right now, we got R.J. Hampshire from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. And, R.J., you had a hell of a year. I know that, like, you can sit back and look at it. Like, Jet was on fire, and Jet's going to uh, run off with the championship. But here you were consistently all over that podium. A lot of number twos. You got a win last week, and you had a solid, solid year. Walk us through you know, your take on this season and the success of this season and how well you've ridden and stayed healthy and been able to stay on that bike and just kick ass. Yeah, this season has been so awesome uh, for this whole team and myself. Uh, You know, we lost a lot of guys, um, our 450 team, so it's kind of a lot of pressure on myself. Like, look, we need to put our sponsors out there and get them a lot of exposure. And, uh, man, I, I really felt like that was, you know, a massive success this year. Um Kind of stay in my lane this weekend, though. Like, look, show up, give myself a chance. Um, got out to an awesome start. And, you know, I, I truthfully thought, you know, I had another shot at taking a win here. Um, my opening laps were pretty good. Uh, was decent in the whoops. And then, you know, I had to step out and just didn't trust trust sending it kind of after that. And uh, New Jet was closing in big time on me there. Um, tried to protect the inside, and there was a lapper there that lap, so I didn't really get a good drive, and he had a, a better kind of angle coming into that yeah. uh, final turn, um, or to the turn after the whoops, and yeah, he uh, he laid it in there pretty good, and he's uh, it, it's honestly best case, because it probably would have gotten ugly if I still had another shot at it uh, after that, just, I mean, heck, how it's gone, like, any chance I can get to, to beat him before he uh, moves that 450 class would have been huge, and yeah, uh, yeah again, beat by him all year, kind of kind of stung a little bit, uh, but man, for overall just the season in a whole, very successful. Yeah, uh, Jet got by you tonight, and you once again, though, were up front and battling with him all the way through, and let's talk about that to some degree, because I remember talking to you last season, we'd get you up on the podium, and you would tell us, man, I don't like this bike, this bike isn't dialed in, we don't have it right, and then here we are, what a tale of two seasons, because this year... It seems like you're happy with the bike. It seems like the team is happy, and your results have been next-level phenomenal. You have been all over the podium just about each and every single round this season. And, you know, what's the difference between now and last year with you and the team and the bike? Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is a team effort. And, uh, you know, last year we were dealt with something we couldn't really control. Um, and you know, I never talked bad about the team or anything like that. It was just, I know that we had, um, a lot of kind of potential and and I knew what could be, you know, done. Uh, and it clearly showed this year that we've made massive steps, um, and a whole, uh, but for, yeah, the past, I mean, like I said, we're out there trying to win. I wanted to beat him probably more than anything. (laughs) And, uh, it sucked whenever I seen he was right behind me, right off the get, like right off the bat. Uh, I was pretty bummed on that. 
Uh, Levi hole shotted, I think, every yeah, single time the right. last four races. So I was actually pretty stoked to not see him up there. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, just to have Jet right on me. And like I said, it, he's lucky that he hit me good enough. Like, I mean, that was probably his goal was hit me good enough where he had a big enough gap where I didn't <laughs> kind of respond. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, the next one I probably would have done the same thing right back. <laughs> I love that, man. I love the battle in you guys. It is fun to see. And now the battle is over for Supercross, RJ. We are heading into the outdoor season. You have been around the block. You were a salty veteran in this 250 squad. And how do you like your chances? Kind of walk us through what your vibe is so far going into this outdoor season as we head off in a uh, short time here to Fox Raceway at Pala. I mean, it's the same same thing every year like you know i've been around long enough if this uh supercross season goes to show anything what outdoors can bring yeah. you know we're going to be in for it uh <laughs> i've always been better outdoors than what i have supercross um yeah. this year you know the season i just had has been you know unbelievable for myself so yeah. if that uh translates into outdoors at all um yeah. like i said we're, we're gonna be excited have an awesome season um you know we we work so hard to win, and uh, you know I've I've been very close all year, and, and just to knock one off was pretty big. But yeah. to carry you know the last two races, uh, kind confidence-wise going into outdoors, help out huge. Um, like I said, super excited. Uh, have a go at it here in a couple weeks <laughs> we are super excited to watch you have a go at it rj and i do like the momentum you're carrying and the solidness of this supercross season is going to look really good on you in the outdoors man we wish you the best of luck can't wait to see you up on the podium again very soon in a different format of moto racing because we know you're going to be there and it'll be awesome to see best of luck to you stay healthy uh, thanks for giving us the time tonight. We appreciate it. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Very cool video to check out today from the Alpine Stars MX crew. It is called Selfless, and it is all about the journey to his first championship for Hunter Lawrence of that HRC Honda team. Remember, he's an Alpine Stars athlete, and he has had a really crazy journey. It's a really good video about what a great role model he is for his entire family and how he's got so much grit and determination in him, and it's really awesome to see him finally come around and pick up his first championship this Supercross season. Want to go check it out? It's at Alpine Stars MX. It's up on the website, and it's pretty damn good. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show here on a Tuesday, getting ready for a glorious weekend of the kickoff of the Pro Motocross season. Very excited to be a part of that. Shout out to everyone at Pro MX for letting us come out and hang out and pop our tent do our thing we will be out there thursday friday and saturday for different things public's not out there till saturday but big 49 will be out there a little uh, beforehand and we will be bigging up the event if you haven't got your tickets grab them before it is sold out this is going to be massive the, the sport of motocross is amazing and it is just gaining in popularity over and over and you know what i, I want to take a moment uh before i get into my what the florida story because I know not everyone that listens to the 49 is a diehard moto head. And you're like, wait a minute, there was just a championship. Chase Sexton just won the championship. What's happening? 
why are the same guys racing the same motorcycles on dirt tracks and it looks like the same thing? What is this Supercross slash motocross? I, it's all motocross. It is all motocross, technically. Supercross is just done in stadiums. And you're like, well, those stadiums are outdoors, so you call it outdoor season. It is very confusing. And let me, uh, if you are a moto head, uh, please bear with me as I enlighten the uh, the newbies. And I am near a newbie myself. I grew up watching Supercross, and I didn't really understand the separation of the two sports. It would be like, wow, wait a minute, I thought the season was over. And then you would see like these guys racing on TV once in a while, and we only got limited access when I, when I was a kid you you would it would be on NBC Sports and now oh wow there's a race I thought that was over but not the case well here's what you got supercross is what they call indoor because it can be in an enclosed stadium although 89 maybe 90% of the races are not they are in a baseball stadium or football stadium that does not have a roof on it but it's still an enclosed circular stadium technically that is considered indoor. That is the Supercross season. They're smaller, tighter tracks. They're very rhythmic. Not a lot of speed involved because they're so small tracks. And they're, they're, you'll hear people saying it's very technical. And they got to go out there and navigate this as fast as they can. But if you go too fast, you over jump, you wipe out. You don't go fast enough. You don't clear a jump. You wipe out. It's, it's very amazing art form to the Supercross. Okay, what they call outdoor season is going to be at non-stadium tracks. The perfect example is this weekend at Fox Raceway at Pala. That is a humongous, massive, massive facility. And when you can get like 46-second laps in a Supercross track, you're looking at maybe two-minute laps on a what they call outdoor track, on a pro motocross track. And they will be out in the middle of the dirt, straight down on the sun. They might have some bleachers set up somewhere you're the fans are a lot closer to the action at motocross but you don't get to see the whole thing the track is so big you see a limited section of the track or up close to a really cool jump maybe you'll set up there and you'll just see the guys as they go over there and then when they come back around you see them again it's very different as far as uh, observing too from being a spectator but equally badass and boy are they going fast in outdoor in motocross those guys are hauling ass a lot of more gnarly injuries because of the speed and how fast these dudes are flying and it stacks up and this year for the first time ever supercross and motocross they used to be like competing leagues but one was in the winter and ended in the spring and the other one started in the summer and went through the summer into the fall and there was a little bit of an off season between the two but because of outside competition a lot of supercross events are popping up all around the world right now Japan's got a Supercross, Australia has a Supercross, there's now the World Supercross, and all of those are going on. So rather than the two of them lose money, they joined forces and formed the uh, Super Motocross season. So now you're gonna have the Supercross season with a champion, one week off, and then we get into the Motocross season with a champion, and then three rounds of a playoff for the World uh, Championship, which is like something brand new that's never been done before. So very cool stuff, but that's hopefully explaining it in, 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 as dumbed in, and I'm a dummy, so I'm giving it to you in a dumbed down version as I can. But I, I want people to embrace the sport, and I want to help the sport grow, and I think by bringing in casual fans and just and not alienating them. I hate it. Like I'll sit here sometimes with Moto Man and Jason, and they'll be talking shop, and I'm like, 
shoot me in the dick. You guys are boring as hell. Like, I don't care about this. And I, I'm just not a super, super diehard fan. I like the racing. I like the drama. I like when dudes beef. I like when guys fight on the track. I like uh, seeing the, what's going to go on and the angles and the dirty dogging. I love all that stuff. But I am not a technical nerd. And, and sometimes people talk over your head and it turns you off. And I don't ever want to do that. So if you ever catch me talking over your head, send me an email or call the studio anything. Just say, Stretch, I, I don't get this. Ask. I will clarify as best I can. Or I will just put on the iron glove and, and punch Moto Man in the nuts is a probability also. So there's that. Moto Man or Kyle or Jay's. I just punch him right in the nuts. Pow, 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 in the nuts. With the iron glove. Got like a night glove. Like a jousting knight. I have an iron glove. I just punch you in the nuts with it. It's wonderful. All right, let me get into this Florida story before I run out of time. A Florida man, 23 years old, has lost his arm in a serious accident. And that serious accident involved an alligator. And you're like, dude, 23-year-old dude is a spry young man that should be able to get out of the way. What happened, right? That's my first thought. And then I find out where the attack happened. Uh, he was attacked in a pond right behind Bandito's Bar in Port Charlotte, Florida. Well, there you go. Right there. Done. He was airlifted to the Gulf Coast Medical Center with serious injuries after he lost his arm. And right there, I know the alligator's no longer at fault. Right there, I know. Oh, it's behind a bar in Florida. Dumb redneck 23-year-old man loses his arm. His fault. Right there. I drew conclusions. I judged that. And I didn't even have to see anymore. All the circumstantial evidence that I needed was right there. They say this thing was huge, a 10-foot alligator. That's a large alligator. That's like crocodile size, but an alligator. And they say this thing was back behind the bar and had lived back there for 20 years, they think. And there was a restaurant that used to be right next door, and people would always feed the alligators, which is illegal because it makes alligators lose their fear of humans. And they'll come up and take the food, and the next thing you know, when you come out and you're out there running around drunk behind... Uh, Bandito's bar and you don't have food, you become the food. And that's exactly what happened in this situation. So I don't know if this drunk guy was messing with it or teasing it or trying to get a good uh, TikTok video or what the deal is, but we've got a 23-year-old man in Florida minus an arm and Wildlife Conservation Commission is in tracking down that alligator so they can kill it. And it is a massive, massive gator. And I would have to say... This is all human fault. Nothing to do with this gator being vicious. Just this gator's being a gator, and it's an opportunity to get a little snack. And this guy who was behind the bar, I'm going to say probably a little intoxicated. Just say it. doesn't say that in the story. I'm throwing that in there as an educated guess that that's probable. Alcohol could have been involved. Maybe even meth. Who knows? It's Florida. And there you go. This guy's airlifted off to the hospital with one arm. And now that gator's going to be dead and made into like 37 pair of boots because he's so damn big. So there you go. Listen to Stretch. Don't F with the wildlife. I got another Florida story coming up here in a bit. But up next, let's talk about, I know, dying on TikTok. What a fun way to go. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a Stretch show on a Tuesday. Right now, we're going to go to TikTok and chicken to China to Chinese chicken. TikTok's not only bad in America, it's bad in China, too. I got a nice young man who is dead from being a TikTok influencer. Here's what happened. They say his last name was Wang, Mr. Wang. 
was a Chinese live streamer. And apparently over there, they have these contests where you have a contest with other live streamers. And then the loser, there's some consequence. Something I can't get through on the betting on the Big 49 because I work with a bunch of gaping vaginas named Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Vagina Kyle. I have, I have three of them, three giant gaping vaginas that don't want to play the game correctly. Well, in this situation, he would go on and you could win prizes on these. So it's like you win and you, you get some type of benefit as a live streamer. It's part of how they hook you into being a live streamer on the TikTok. So this guy participated in four one-on-one -on -one battles and his punishment if he loses, obviously he doesn't get the prize, but he will drink an entire bottle of a very strong Chinese liquor that's 60% alcohol and it's called uh, Baiju. And he drinks the Baiju. Well, he lost three rounds, after which he had to drink bottles of Baiju as his punishment. They say he drank at least seven bottles that night, losing multiple uh, rounds of the game on live streaming. And then his family found him dead the next day. I'm gonna guess alcohol poisoning. Now they say that uh, China TikTok bans drinking on live streams with penalties ranging from warnings to having your account restricted or cut off. They say Mr. Wang had been banned from the app numerous times for drinking, but he circumvented this by opening new accounts under new names. And now they are saying he had 44,000 followers. They would watch him. He would do these challenges. And if he lost, he would get basically batshit drunk drinking this really potent Chinese alcohol. Only problem is when you go and go and go and you do uh, seven rounds at a night, that's a lot of alcohol. Imagine drinking seven bottles of like vodka. That's basically what this guy did. Yeah. They say last year they found more than one billion internet users were active on short video platforms like TikTok in China. And that industry, they say, is worth about $28 billion in American money. Now there's more scrutiny after this guy's death from playing the stupid games. So be careful. Want to be a TikTok influencer? Don't pay with your life. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, the TLD Gas Gas team announced a brand new member of the 250 squad, kind of. It's Caden Braswell. Now, he raced for Gas Gas back when he was an amateur. He's never been on the TLD Gas Gas Real Pro team. In fact, he just came over from the Phoenix Honda racing team, and he is on the TLD Gas Gas team to fill in for Pierce Brown, at least for the first four rounds of the outdoor season as he recovers from injury. So we'd like to wish Mr. Braswell all of the best of luck this coming outdoor season. We'll see you out at Fox Raceway. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it's a stretch show. Right now, being that we are on a worldwide platform, the Big 49 reaches every country on Earth. In fact, a new product that we are working with, I just saw people listening in Africa. I've never seen any listening in Africa before, and now we've got a, a 49 product over there. We'll get into all that here very soon. We're going to blow it open and tell everybody about everything going on with the Big 49. Everything I mentioned was coming, coming, coming is here. And it's out there, and now we'll just have to have the official unveiling as everything comes to light. Very cool stuff, man. 
Big 49's effing unstoppable at this point. It has crept up inside the anal cavity of terrestrial radio, and it's going to eat them from the inside out. <laughs> it's kind of cool. All right, let's get into this story. This happened over in Germany. Now, uh, being that we are international, this story comes out of Berlin, and I know now that uh, Vladimir Putin listens to the Big 49. He's a big fan of Moto Rock Extreme. And uh, I, I made fun of him for a long time when Moto Man was writing my show still. I have fired him since then. And I mentioned, I'm like, Moto, uh, if you mess with, with the Russians, you might end up poisoned. And I'm a fat guy. I'm easy to poison. He'll be like, oh, I got donuts in the mail. And then Moto Man would be reading the card, and he'd be like, hey, stretch. These donuts, and I'm like, hum, 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 hum. these donuts came from uh, Vladimir Putin. And I'd be like, oh, stretch is dead. Yeah, that, that's what we don't want. So let me tell you a little story happened in Berlin. Police are investigating the possible poisoning of two Russian exiles that attended a conference in the German capital. And they say, well, these guys were there and they were at this, you know, convention. And then these two guys uh, came down, you know, with the poison. And the police probe are saying that uh, these guys were the president of an activist group that f called the Free Russia Foundation. They spoke publicly about falling ill after their trip to Europe for the convention. And they say they have suspicions that during the trip they were poisoned by like KGB agents or something. They say at the end of April, the beginning of May, they had strange symptoms and they couldn't figure it out. They thought it was jet lag or whatever. And then and the more they test, the more they test, the more they think, no, 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 that's not jet lag. You got poisoned. And who poisons people? Allegedly, our friend, Mr. Putin, who is our friend. And I don't think he did that. I think maybe one of his boys was acting out of hand. Yeah, I don't, I don't want another one of those phone calls. Hey, Mr. Stretch, bro. It's me, Vlad. I hear you talking crap on radio, friend. How about I send you donuts, fat man? Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that call. That's not a good call to get. We're friends. We're all getting along. I'm not trying to get any poison donuts. I got enough problems trying to hold down three jobs. Sticking to the grind. So, anyway, if you're a Russian exile dissident and you go anywhere, uh, be prepared to possibly, you know, come down with some weird symptoms. They say this was a very rare nerve agent attack. It was dangerous and sophisticated. And the people were returning home after the convention, leaving Germany when they started getting the feelings of, I'm very effed up, something is not right. They did not die. So whoever did a, you know, whoever didn't do their job is probably going to fall out of a skyscraper, you know, because they're going to lean on the window and it's just going to open. So that's probably going to happen. But, you know, things happen. Yeah. You know why I want to see pitted against each other? Uh, the Russian government and Scientology. That would be interesting. I've had problems with um, some of uh, people in that conversation in the past, allegedly. Now everything's fine. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into Mr. R.J. Hampshire, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. We're going to have a nice... No, 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 I'm sorry. We got R.J. coming up later. We're going to get back into a cool interview with Hunter Lawrence from yesterday. And that comes on the news that there's a really cool video. You can go to Alpine Stars MX 
They did a cool ass video called Selfless, all about the journey of Hunter Lawrence to this point in his career. And it's cool. That, that, that's a good dude, man. I really like Hunter. Very, very cool kid. So check that video out and we'll get into that interview with Hunter next. And then we'll get RJ at the end of the show again if you missed that. It's the Big 49. Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. If there was really such thing as the super friends, I will tell you they're all in Japan and they have all joined forces to fight evil. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. It's an article from Motocross Action Magazine saying that Honda, Suzuki, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and Toyota have all got together and they are doing research and development on hydrogen-powered motorcycles. What does that mean? Maybe the future won't sound like a damn slot car. We might have combustible engines that are running hydrogen fuel. Here's how the partnership will work. Honda will focus on research on the model-based development of hydrogen-powered engines. Suzuki will study the functionality, performance, and reliability of hydrogen-powered engines, while Yamaha and Kawasaki will do the hands-on research using real hydrogen-powered engines and study the hydrogen refueling system and hydrogen tanks for small mobility engines. And then Toyota's going to kind of oversee everything with their massive know-how from developing large hydrogen-fueled-powered units for their vehicles. So all in all, this could be a really good thing for the sport of motocross racing. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Uh-oh. You hear the music? You know what this is. It is effing jaws. It is shark. You know what sharks do? They freaking eat people. And I don't care. Great white shark obviously gonna eat you. Tiger shark gonna try to eat you. Bull shark gonna try to eat you. A damn thresher shark's gonna try to eat you. I don't care what kind of shark it is, unless it's that vegetarian gummy bastard, the giant one, it's gonna try to eat you. Don't F with sharks. Don't go in the water with sharks. Stay the F out of the ocean because they're bigger and badder than you and they will eat you and you are on their menu because you're easy prey because you're stupid and you can't swim for crap. It would be kind of like you hunting a shark that was up flopping around on the ground. Wouldn't be very freaking hard to get. You'd be like, man, I'm going to eat that big thing that's sitting right there. Walk up and club it and eat it. That's what would happen. Well, it's what they do and they do it to us on a regular. Did I mention I had two what the Florida stories of the day? Let's get into this one. Not one, not one, not one, but two. Uno, dos. Two. Dewey. Two shark attacks in Florida in less than a week. First one, 35-year-old man fishing off a dock in Summerlin Key. Down in the Florida Keys. He's sitting there just sitting by the dock of the bay, watching time slip away, got his feet dangling in the water. He's fishing. Oh yeah, up come a shark and bit his effing foot. Stay the F out of the water. You think I'm just dangling your foot in the water? Say it looks like a worm. Big ass shark sees that as a worm. He just comes out. Got your foot, bitch. He had to be flown to a hospital for treatment. He uh, is still alive, as far as we know. That was Friday night around 8 o'clock. You know what time that is? That's effing dinner time. Dumbass was sitting on the freaking dock of the bay, putting his worm foot in the water, dangling it at dinner time, ringing the dinner bell for a big-ass shark. They didn't catch that shark, so we don't know what kind of shark it was that bit him. All right, let's back it up. Set the cup down. Tangeray and E.T. I'm effed up now. Miami-Dade County. Later in the week, 20-year-old man. He's out in the ocean. He's getting his fishing on. Ah, uh, what could go wrong? He's just fishing. 
right there. Spear fishing. You know what that means? That means you're in the water with the sharks. And he says, I'm in the water and I'm doing some spear fishing. You know what attracts sharks? Oh, yeah. The smell of blood in the water from you spearing all the fish you've been catching, thinking you're going to go home and eat them when you're about to get at. At, at, at. That's what I said. You're about to get at. And that's exactly what happened. He's there spear fishing. He says, I noticed a huge gray blob off in the corner. He said, I can still see it now even when I close my eyes. That's how scary it was. Uh, this rolled in and tore his ass up. This shark was not a great white shark. They say it shot in. It was a bull shark. Say it was about 10 feet long, around 500 pounds. And it just flew in and just chomped his leg twice as he sat there with his spear. You know what he did with a spear gun in his hand? He did nothing but scream like a bitch as his leg was gnawed off by a freaking shark. That's what he did. He was gushing blood. His smart-thinking friends saved his life. They got him out of the water. They tied tourniquet around his leg, and they cinched off the bleeding, and then he also was airlifted away. Not dead. Lucky to be alive. Both of these men are lucky to be alive. And both of these men are partially eaten by sharks. How'd you like to be walking around knowing a piece of you is somewhere in a shark? Yeah. Stay the F out of the water. Don't go in the water. Don't even dangle your feet in the water. Oh, this is cute. You know you dangle your feet in a swimming pool? That's where you dangle your feet. I'm not even dangling my feet in fresh water at this point. You got poisonous snakes, snapping turtles, giant catfish. I'm not taking any chances. I'm not noodling with my doodle. Hell's to the no. Stay the F out of the water. Listen to the stretch. I'll, re I'll save your life. That's what I do. You're welcome, Florida people. What the hell's wrong with you, Florida people? Dial up the stretch show. Listen in. Absorb the knowledge of the stretch. I'll re All right. Now I'm mad because people aren't listening properly. But up next, I'm going to give you more advice. And this is real advice. This is real advice for people not just in Florida, for everywhere in the world. But especially you Americans. Uh, have you ever been to the hospital and gone under for a surgery and you sign a release form? Yeah, you may have given them all kinds of permissions to dilly your dally and you didn't even know it. All kinds of states are trying to change the laws. You may have been violated unbeknownst to you. Probably were. Most likely you were. Yeah, we'll talk about this next. It's the Big 4-9. The Man Urged. Report! One of the richest men in the world, Jeff Bezos, recently launched his brand new $500 million super yacht. And on the maiden voyage, he brought along his little girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. Remember her? She used to be a newscaster here in L.A. And then she started banging Bezos. And then he ditched his wife of 24 years and hooked up with her. Well, she's about to be Mrs. Bezos because on that maiden yacht voyage, he proposed to her and gave her a big ass rock. No word on how big and thick the prenup's going to be. If you wonder how scary AI can be to the future, here is something that happened yesterday. It wasn't telling it to kill people and it wasn't turning on human beings, but somebody did an AI-generated fake image of an explosion at the Pentagon. It made the rounds all over social media, and just from that, they say the S&P 500 dropped by 30 points in a day, and it even made news sources overseas. So AI is a big, big deal, and it can affect things in ways you're not really thinking about yet besides the Skynet stuff. 
And hell has frozen over. What we talked about last week of Tom Brady buying into the Las Vegas Raiders has happened. Him and Mark Davis have reached a deal, and Tom Brady is about to be part owner of the Raiders. That is crazy. That is crazy. Patriot fans rolling over in their graves, and they're not even dead yet, even though they kind of are dead after last season's really bad season. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. Let me tell you how you may have been thunderstruck, my friends. You've probably been thunderstruck. Hell, but I probably have been too. I did not know this. I did not know this. More states throughout America are requiring patients to give consent for medical students to violate them. They say you probably did not know this. A whole batch of states are now looking in to legislate the level of informed consent when it comes to medical students performing pelvic exams, colon exams, prostate exams to unconscious patients. They say at least 20 states already have consent laws for this practice. They say, but all these other states are like, whoa, 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 this is happening? So when you sign all those papers at the hospital and you're at like a learning hospital, Oh, so you went in, you had a procedure today? Well, while you're out, we're going to have some medical students get some practice on your butthole. That's right. All right, just get your hand up in there, Bob. Come on, lube it up. Put on the long rubber glove. Oh, no, you're going to need rubber gloves to go away the elbow. We're going in deep. You're going to feel your way. You're going to spelunk up inside this colon is what you're going to do. Lube it up, Bob. Let's go. You had no idea. I had no idea. Say Montana governor signed a bill in April. Missouri has legislation that needs the governor's signature to become law. And Ohio lawmakers are also now going, hey, wait a minute. What the hell's happening? What do you mean you've been looking up our assholes while we've been asleep? This is not cool. You should tell us this. Well, they're like, it's in the small print that if we feel the need to teach our learning students while you're out of it, we're going to go up in your butthole, Bob, or up inside your JJ if you're a lady. And this is a common practice. It's like the little dark secret of the uh, medical industry. Say Colorado lawmakers went really far in and they are now signing a bill that will make it even harder to violate unconscious people. They're saying due to a requirement of, not only are they gonna say, hey, and, and I'm not kidding, this is on the books now in Colorado waiting to be signed by the governor. They're going to say, hey, while you're asleep after your procedure, we're going to go up and look in your keister and check out your prostate and your colon and all that. And this is the kid that's going to do it. They have to name the person involved before. So if you get a creepy vibe and you're like a lady and they're like, hey, this is Steve and Moto Man. And after you have your procedure today, while you're still asleep, they're going to look all up in your vajayjay. They're going to check out the vulva and make sure your hoosets are okay. And they're going to learn because they're medical students. And it's not as fun learning on cold, dead bodies. We like to do it on alive people while they're asleep. That's what they do. They say it's incredibly hard to track and quantify how often medical students are asked to do these very intimate exams. Pelvic, rectal, prostate, etc., etc. But it's kind of a dirty little thing that they've been doing for years and years and years and years and people don't even know it. You're like, wait a minute, I went in and they did a little surgery on on my side. Why does my ass hurt? That's because 37 students had their fist up there to their elbow. 
as they were all learning to check out your enlarged prostate you have. Yeah, they say typically a patient signs a number of forms giving broad consent for a range of procedures that might be medically necessary while someone is anesthetized. But that can also include, in those forms you sign, consent for educational purposes, which means, oh no, we're going to go spelunking in your rectum. Yeah, no, 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 no. They say the Colorado bill is the most drastic, which would require informed consent, as well as the meeting of the person that's going to violate you while you're out. Uh, this would be required even without student practitioners, and they are expected uh, to have this happen. They are expected to get this one done in Colorado. They will be the, the leader in protecting your who's-its while you're asleep. Yeah, this seems crazy. And of course, a lot of doctors are coming out going, this is uncalled for. The Colorado rules are excessive. Sometimes we just like to poke around on a prostate. We like to fondle the old walnut up in your keister. It's fun to do. Sometimes when we're poking the prostate, we see who gets a boner and we know you're a weirdo. It's, you know, fun for the students. Makes a great day of learning at school. Uh, gynecologist professors are saying it's a balance of respecting the autonomy of our patients and ensuring that the next new doctors know how to care for them. Yeah, F you. Go practice on a corpse, MFers. I don't want you prugging my prostate while I'm knocked out of sleep when that's not part of the procedure. Bad enough that that's the procedure and that's what you got to do. But if you're working on my appendix and I wake up with a sore butt, I'm going to be pissed. And that's probably been going on for a very, 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 very long time. So there you go. Stretch dropping knowledge on you. Look at those forms you sign. And, and when you're in the hospital and you're like, oh, I'm in pain, just here, here, sign, sign. They're like, ha cool. Guess what? As soon as we go in and look at this guy's heart and he's knocked out still, we're going to go up his butthole and play in there later. Tell everybody to get some beer and meet us back in room 302. Yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. Not gonna, I'm going to read every bit of those, no matter how high they have me jacked up on pain meds. Yeah, guess what? You're not doing any exploratory uh, ass fumblings on me after I'm out. And screw you, you dirty perverts. What are you, a bunch of nudists or something? Freaks. I'm like Peter Griffin. I'm going to sue my doctor for doing a prostate exam on me. <laughs> ah, boy. It's fun to be the stretch, Ari. Coming up, final hour of the stretch show. Going to get into that interview with RJ Hampshire that we had earlier in the show, and then I'm going to pack it up and get out of here. Getting ready for the Moto Weekend. Stemic 4 9. Big 4 9. It is stretch show. Time to get up out of here. A little Pennywise up in that ass. A little bro him. Going to get all the bros together this weekend. We are going to throw it down big time. Fox Raceway at Pala. It is the kickoff, the debut race of the season for the Pro Motocross Outdoor season. It's good. It's not too hot here yet. Won't melt alive out there. Man, last year at the... We used to get two. Now with the merging in the Super Friends of Motocross, we now only get one outdoor national at Fox Raceway. We used to get the first race in the last race or second to the last race. Now it's just the first race. But boy, that last race was balls-ass hot. I'm talking swamp-ass for days. Jason brought a portable outside air conditioner. It was so gnarly last time. Loaded it up straight from the shop at HYR. It's like, yeah, I'm borrowing this for the day. Kept everybody cool. Got cool air on my balls. Because nothing worse than swamp balls. Musty. Nasty. 
Should be really good this weekend, though. It is not quite that hot yet. We will all be out there having fun, getting ready for the pro motocross season, and we are stoked to be there. Moto and I will be out there also on Friday. Then Moto's got to go to something else on Thursday, but I'm not going to that. It is the week. It is here. Outdoor season is upon us, and we are fired up. So get ready for that. Tomorrow I will be back. Uh, Tomorrow, another new interview will be Levi Kitchen this time. We have not talked to Levi Kitchen since Utah. We will get a quick one with him, and then we'll rerun the RJ Hampshire interview from today in the middle of the show if you missed that. And then Thursday, we're diving into motocross and getting ready to roll with all that good stuff. Good, good stuff, man. Thank you for listening to the Big 49. Please tell somebody. Please remember, Stretch gets poisoned. It's Moto Man's fault. He did it. Talking smack about people. And it comes back to haunt Stretch. It's always what happens. Moto Man and Jason talk all the smack about people. Then people get mad at Stretch. And Stretch is just a good guy. (laughs) Everyone knows that. Stretch is just a nice, wholesome man. Just trying to be nice, just trying to make friends, just trying to spread happy, happy, positive vibes on the radio. That's all I'm trying to do. Trying to bring the world together. Trying to give the world a coke. Actually, I'm not trying to give the world a ghost. I'm trying to pick everybody up and get everybody fired up. I got a new flavor of ghost today. And it is delicious. I will let you know. I haven't drank it yet. I will let you know tomorrow how my new ghost flavor is. It's like a sour watermelon. It sounds wonderful. I'm getting out of here. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.